Holy One, when I close my eyes to this world, may your presence nudge me awake. When I am weary and ready to quit, may your passion for this world energize me. When I am hopeless and afraid, may your love enfold me. When I am angry and seek to blame, may your kindness calm my spirit. When I am bitter and ready to fight, may your forgiveness quiet me. When I find myself in a land of sorrow, may your grace accompany me. When I am broken and I despair, may your delight make me whole. Holy One, as you send me into the world this day, may your hope and your love and your joy live in me. And as I walk my path, may I offer your hope and your love and your joy to all of those I encounter. In Christ we pray. Amen. Good morning, Stone Village. Happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe in this world, and I also hope that all of you are wearing a mask. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scripture of this day. Confront us with your claim upon our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so that we may know life at its fullest and at its very best. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The reading today is from 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5-12, through 12, a little Hebrew Bible. At Gibeon, not Gideon, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart towards you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern for this your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, Because you have asked this, and have not, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Me or we. It is a question that each one of us must answer every day of our lives as we make decisions and as we establish priorities. Do we live as an isolated individual or do we live as an individual connected to and interdependent upon others? Me or we? 
It's the same question that Solomon faced when the Lord came to him in a dream and said, ask what I should give you. It sounds as though God is, is giving Solomon a blank check, and all he needs to do is fill in the amount. And to be honest, who hasn't at one time or another wished for that? I have. We've probably all played the if you could have anything in the world game. And yet it's not that simple. It's not a game. It's real life and real death. God's question comes with a dilemma. And Solomon's answer will carry profound consequences. Solomon must decide between asking for himself or asking for the larger we, of which he is also a part. Oftentimes, I believe, we are blind to and unaware of the choice between me and we as we face the circumstances of our day-to-day -day lives. When life disruptions occur, and there's a plethora of possibilities, an unexpected event that throws one's life off balance, a challenge or change we did not foresee, a revelation that, that frightens us, we almost always immediately begin thinking about a personal response. What will I do? How will I overcome it? Yet those questions feel secondary to me. The primary question, I believe, is the awareness of others and how we will respond, not simply for self, but for others, because we do not live, nor do we exist, in isolation. So what will it be when life is disrupted, when life is unstable and uncertain? Me or we? Is our awareness and response limited to self, to me? Or is it a we awareness and response? How you answer the question, me or we, determines the quality of your relationships in the extent to which you and others live in conflict. Look at the world today, read the news, maybe perhaps limit how much you read the news for your own mental wellness. However, nearly every headline underscores a me attitude. We see it in the debate over wearing a mask and honoring health guidelines to reduce the spread of COVID-19. We see it in the ongoing debate regarding citizens and immigrants in this country. We see it in the protest and the opposition surrounding black and brown lives. In nearly every conflict, you will likely see a me life to the exclusion of a we life. Now, I'm not suggesting that a we attitude fixes every conflict, or settles every debate. It will not. It's not that simple. It does, however, change the way that we approach each other in the midst of those conflicts and debates. It opens our minds and our hearts to consider more than just ourselves. It offers new possibilities and creates options. 
It brings about an awareness of and concern for all people, including oneself. And isn't that what Solomon asked for? He sought an understanding mind to govern and care for God's people. He wanted the ability to discern between good and evil. He recognized that a me attitude, a concern for self alone, could not benefit nor sustain God's community. Now, that shift from a me to a we attitude or lens is not easy. It will require a letting go of past patterns and behaviors and beliefs that no longer nurture or work in life. It will require that we suspend judgments and preconceived notions about those that, that we do not know. And it will require that we redirect our attention to a future that wants to emerge in and through us. So what does that shift look like? What does a we life look like? In a person, it looks a lot, a lot like Jesus, that, that guy we follow. A me life is one of power, domination, and control. A we life is one of vulnerability, intimacy, and self-giving. A me life is characterized by rhetoric, frenzied reaction, and isolation. A we life is characterized by silence, stillness, and presence. A me life is filled with doubt and cynicism and fear. A we life is filled with faith and hope and love. A me life clings tightly to the past, the good old days. A we life embodies what might be the unknown future. A me life draws lines that divides. A we life draws circles that encompass. So many of today's world circumstances and even our own life's circumstances continue to remind us that a me attitude doesn't work. In fact, it never did. So why then do we continue living this way? People are dying. Families are torn apart. Communities fractured. Relationships broken. This world is bleeding out and there are too many tears to be counted. The truth is, our me approach to life continues to crucify the we life that Jesus lived and offered us. So we must choose every minute, every day, every situation, and every relationship holds before us the choice of me or we. Solomon chose a we attitude. He asked for a listening heart, a heart with ears, a heart that would hear the pain of the world, the needs of the people, and the voice of God. He did not ask for himself a long life, riches, or even the defeat of his enemies, and it pleased the Lord. That's not, however, how the story ends. If you read a couple verses past today's text, 
You will read, then Solomon awoke. It had been a dream. It was all a dream. It was a dream, but it's not just a dream. That it was a dream doesn't mean it wasn't real. And it doesn't mean Solomon's waking was the end of the dream. To the contrary, his waking was the beginning of a new reality. He awoke to a new possibility for himself and for his people. And that reality and possibility would be realized every time Solomon chose we over me. Our lives, our world, desperately needs a new reality and a new possibility. And God has entrusted each of us with Solomon's dream. And it is well past the time that we wake up and live the dream. So what will it be? Will a dream come true? You tell me. Each of us decides. We or me. Thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for all of you. And I pray this day you will, you will bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God to those to whom, to whom love is uh, to whom love is a stranger will find in you a generous and a loving friend. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Um, I love you all. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And as a reminder, uh, next Sunday is the All Church Brunch at 10 a.m. So um, no sermon next week. Um, have a great week, Stoners. Wear your mask. See you soon. Bye.